So today, what I want to talk to our church about, I'm going to use an illustration to do this, but I want to talk to you today about staying between the flags. Staying between the flags. And unless you've lived in Australia, you probably won't know what this means, but I'm going to use an Australian illustration, even though I'm not Australian, I'm Irish, but I did live in Australia. Give us a wave if you've ever lived in Australia. Okay, three of you, that's amazing. But we've got to learn to understand that this is the hour and this is the moment where we need to rise. It's where we show our true colours. And this is the test that's before us. Do we attend the house of God or do we find ourselves belonging to the house of God? And so this message today is called Stay Between the Flags. If you haven't been to Australia, one day you'll get to go, I know you will, but it's a long way from here. But in Australia, most people in Australia, their land, it's a huge continent. It's not safe to say it's an island. It's just a huge land mass. But most people live on the edges of the continent of Australia. And uh, so that means most people live close to the beaches. And, um, but the thing is that you need to know this about Australia. Everything is dangerous in Australia. The snakes are dangerous. Even the birds are dangerous. They'll swoop down and attack you. The spiders are dangerous. Even the flies are dangerous. They just, they don't, they don't fly around you. They fly at you. <laughs> Everything's dangerous. Even the ocean that surrounds the continent is dangerous. So when people grow up in Australia, one of the things that they have to learn to live with is the environment that they find themselves in. The environment, it is dangerous. But if you're going to live there, you're going to have to cohabit with a dangerous environment, which means you've got to get smart. You've got to actually learn some things. And maybe people make mistakes, but you can learn from the mistakes. And you can say, well, we've made that mistake before, but we're not going to do that. Well, one of the things that has been a part of the story, obviously, has been people who go into the water, into the oceans. And in Australia, they have this thing called the flags. Stay between the flags. Stay between the flags. Everybody who's born in Australia, they're raised with this mentality. The children, before they can get out of nappies, are raised to stay between the flags. Now, here in Berlin, we're not allowed to cross the road if the red man is... We look that way, no traffic. We look that way, no traffic. But the red man says... And sometimes people walk across the road. And then for those of us who are law-abiding citizens, we stand here, no traffic coming, red man flashing, and watch these naughty, naughty people cross. And what do we do underneath our tone, underneath our breath? We complain. few weeks ago, I must admit, I wasn't quite thinking. No traffic, red man flashing. I'm not telling you what I did. But in Australia, the children are raised to stay between the flags. And it's not so much a law in, in the sense of you're going to be sent to jail if you break it. 
No, it's actually a cultural framework that keeps people safe. So the metaphor of flags, there's a flag there and there's a flag there and the lifeguards and the trained people who know how to basically keep people safe, they will establish where the safety is. They will put the flags out and they will say to the people, the general public, enjoy the sun, enjoy the beach, enjoy the weather, but stay within the flags. Now, the reason that is done is because the water in the ocean underneath the surface has rip currents. A rip current is you can't see it. The water looks lovely. It looks like that's where I'm going to go swim. And you get into a rip current, it's dangerous. That's where most people drown. Because a rip current's underneath the surface. You can't see it. You can come to a city like Berlin. Looks great, looks amazing, looks very nice. It looks cool, looks whatever. And yet there can be undertones in this city that if you do not know exist, they can take you out, they can pull you down and they can smash you. And that is what a rip current in the natural can do and a rip current metaphorically can do in any culture. And we're living in a time where we're surrounded by rip currents. Joyce and I lived in London for a few years and there's a River Thames. It's a big river that goes through the city and it's famous, obviously. The Romans came up it and the Vikings came up it and wars been there and trades come up there. And the same with the River Rhine. It's created so much of the wealth that Deutschland, Germany has ever known. But you try to swim across the River Thames and everyone will tell you, do not do it because there's undercurrents, strong currents that will pull you down. I remember being with some friends in Dusseldorf a few years ago and there's a big river there also and you watch all the boats carrying trade and coal and natural fossil fuel and all these things. And, and, and I remember saying, to him, hey, I wonder if we can swim across the other side. He said, you idiot. That's what boys do sometimes. We're like, we want to jump into things and swim things. And, and uh, anyway, and he said, don't even think about it. You wouldn't make it. He said, before you even get out, you'll be down here. And what am I trying to say today is this. Stay between the flags. What is God trying to say to you and I today? Stay between the flags. But there's always someone that wants to go out beyond the flags. And I believe it's important that we listen to the voice of God for our future and we need to listen to God for our present moment. And I believe God creates flags for us to do life within. And I'm going to give you some examples biblically again so that we can apply these to our lives because you're not defined by what you hear, you're defined by what you do and what you apply. If you're studying engineering but you don't apply it, you're not an engineer. If you're a doctor studying medicine and you don't apply it, you're not a doctor. If you're an architect and you don't apply what you're learning, you're not an architect. But I wonder how many of us who follow Christ actually follow Him. So my question to everyone today is in this very disruptive decade that we have found ourselves in, we're not gonna pray the disruption away. Lord, take the disruption away. Try it. You look through the New Testament, especially there was so much disruption but God said, watch what I will do with you, in you, through you, even while it's disruptive. The Romans were disruptive. Every civilization that came and went was disruptive. 
We are living in a disruptive time. Our politics have been disrupted. Our economy has been disrupted. Our way of living has been disrupted. And we need to understand how do we stay between the flags? You see, the rip currents, they're there. Even if you can't see them, they exist. And you've got to be smart enough to say, you know what? I'm not going to get caught out by the rip currents. I'm not going to get caught out by the negativity. I'm not going to get sucked down into life because people will pull you down. If it's not the rip currents, they could be in the spirit of people. You hang around with the wrong people. You hang around with the wrong mentality, the wrong atmosphere, the wrong environment. All of these things can work against you. See, naturally speaking, a rip current, if you've never been in one, incredibly strong. I, when I first got into one, I tried to fight it and I tried to swim against it. Thankfully, because I was young enough, athletic enough, I was 28 years old when I first went to Australia and I remember swimming out of it, but I was out of breath and I got to the beach and I was like, <gasps> and then someone told me, don't swim against it, go with it and eventually it will release you. And what am I trying to say is that all of us, we need to learn if we're following Jesus to stay between the flags because that's the safe place. And Jesus is your safe place. But let me carry on with what this means for us today. I believe the call of God, and that's what I really wanna speak about, staying within the flags is the same way saying, stay with the call of God on your life. The call of God can act in a similar way to the flags. The call of God can help you stay within the flags. The call of God can help you to overcome challenges, obstacles, and danger. Many of God's people faced hardships, challenges, adversity, but it's the call of God that caused them to persevere and prevail. You know what's gonna cause you and me and the church at this hour in this disruptive decade? The paradox of this decade is it's gonna be disruptive. At the same time, it's gonna have so many amazing opportunities. It's a paradox. They both exist at the same time. And so we've got to learn to understand, if you look at the New Testament, there's so many things. Jesus came onto the scene through the Gospels. Some of them tell about His birth. Others go straight to God's, Jesus' preaching. Gospel of Mark just goes straight to it. This is Jesus and He's going for it. You know, but the Gospel says He was born and then He ends up in Jerusalem at 33 and He dies and He rises again from the dead. That's pretty much the Gospels and everything in between, He goes through adversity, challenges, and yet at the same time, He displays the very heart of God towards humanity. He set His face towards Jerusalem because He was destined to go there. You and I need to set our face towards Jerusalem in, the, in a metaphorical sense. Keep your face towards Jesus because your feet follow your face. And so what we've got to understand is, is that letters written to the church was to keep them strong. It was to help them remind them that yes, it's disruptive. Yes, it's inconvenient. Yes, there's adversity. Yes, there's hostility. Yes, there's hardships. Yes, there is pain. Yes, there is famine. Yes, there is wars. But the Gospel, the good news, the letters in the New Testament constantly remind us to keep our eyes on Jesus. To, to, that's one of them flies from Australia. Told you they're dangerous. That's what they sound like. That's what they sound like in Australia, literally. 
But what I need you to understand is if you're not reading the Word of God, then you're not going to be strong. The call of God, the call of God is what I want you to understand. It's on your life. And so this is the thing we've got to understand. If we're going to prevail at a difficult time, you've got to establish your non-negotiables. You've got to establish what your non-negotiables are. You want to know what the call of God looks like in your life. It will be shown in your non-negotiables. So the house of God, is it negotiable or is it non-negotiable? The Word of God, is it negotiable or is it non-negotiable? Tithing, offering, is it negotiable or is it non-negotiable? One of the ways you will define the call of God on your life, how strong it is in your non-negotiables. Have you got any non-negotiables? Have you even taken time to consider them? Would you even look at what your non-negotiables are? Would you take time to establish them? Because that's what the call of God will do for you. You know, another way you find out the call of God's on your life, if you're just interested, what does the call of God look like? How can I tell? Well, let me tell you, what you do in adversity is another great revealer on the call of God. Adversity will always reveal whether the call of God is strong or whether the call of God is weak. Adversity comes to all of us. Adversity is something that comes with life. You wanna do something, you wanna go somewhere, you wanna achieve something, you will experience adversity. But it's what you do with it. And if you've got the call of God on your life, stand between the flags, it doesn't matter what adversity comes at you, you are going to go through it. You're gonna go beyond it in Jesus' name. Can anyone say amen today? I wanna try and give you something that's gonna help you. Amen? Medicine and food at the same time. That's what I'm doing right now. Who needs medicine? Who needs food? Metaphorically speaking. Some of us, we just need the food to say, yeah, the call of God's strong. But another way you find out the call of God's strong is what you do with freedom. Adversity is one way, but it's what you do when you're free. Life is good. Money's in the bank. Everybody follows you on Instagram. Your brother loves you. Your sister loves you. Your friends like you. Your university professor thinks you're amazing. Oh, what do you do in freedom? Do you squander it? Do you waste it? Or do you say, no, the call of God is still strong, even when I'm free. You find out in freedom what people do with the call of God, amen? They don't waste it. They use the freedom for the advantage and they use their freedom for the advancement of the kingdom in Jesus' name. So what am I saying today? I'm trying to remind us that we can come through a difficult time. What am I trying to say today is God's Word is full of depth, wisdom, profoundness for our lives. If we will consider it, apply it, live it. Someone said to me just recently, it's interesting, those who follow Buddha often follow the ways of Buddhism. And, and, and Buddha had a certain way of life and had a certain viewpoint of life. There wasn't a deity, it was more a, a belief system. And those who, who follow Buddhism practice Buddhism. And, and this person was saying to me, well, uh, it's the same with other faiths, other religions, whatever they seem to, uh, whoever the founder of their faith was, they seem to follow the, the, you know, the founder's uh, teachings or they try to follow their way of living. And then this person said to me, I wonder what it's like for Christians. I wonder if Christians today would follow the ways of Jesus. And I thought it was a very interesting uh, uh, observation, but I actually wanna say that, what are we? 
if we're following Jesus, are we following Him? And if we are following Jesus, what is it that we are going to bring into the earth that is like Christ? Do we have Christ-like behaviour? Do we want to follow our Saviour? Why do we worship Him? Because you become like that which you worship. Why do we honour God? Because you receive from that which you honour. So whatever that statement is right now, I think that's a challenging one, but it's a needy one and a necessary one if we are going to be the bright light that He has called us to be. Stay between the flags. Amen? There's always some tourist that just won't listen to the flags. There's always someone who thinks they know better. And you know what's interesting about this? is that the general public in Australia, if it's not the lifeguard who comes and gets you, it's the general public will come and stop you and say, hey, mate, get between the flags. Mate, mate, between the flags. Everyone say, mate. Exactly, sound Australian. The general public. In other words, the culture of the general public, they know you're in danger, get between the flags. Do we have a healthy culture in our church? that can see when people are drifting outside of the flags? Do you know how to get people between the flags? Not forceful, not coercion, not pressure, not manipulation, speaking to their potential, speaking to the call of God on their life. You're bigger than that, you're better than that. There's something on your life. There's a mission that you're called into. So get between the flags. That's what we need to do at this hour. A church that is scattered is not necessarily weak if they don't forget the call of God. Our Hillsong Ukraine church is scattered right now, but they're not weak. They are turning their weakness into strength because they're holding on to their Saviour. I got three minutes to give you seven points. Number one, the call of God will help you to be strong in your faith. The call of God will help you to be strong in your faith. Stay between the flags. I'm gonna read out what these flags represent. Is that okay? First Timothy chapter one, verse 18 to 19. Timothy, you are like a dear son to me. This is the Apostle Paul. What I'm telling you to do lines up with the prophecies that were spoken over you in the past. I want you to remember those prophecies and use them like a spiritual weapon to fight the good fight of faith. Continue in your faith, flag number one, by trusting God and keep your conscience clear, flag number two, by doing what is right. Some people have not done this and have now shipwrecked their faith. Do you wanna shipwreck your faith? Have you got a friend who shipwrecked their faith? Have you got a family member who shipwrecked their faith? The last two years with this pandemic, we've got too many shipwrecks around our world and we need to restore those who have shipwrecked their lives. And this is how you get back from a shipwreck. You establish the flags in your life and you go trusting God, full of faith and do the right thing, a clear conscience. These are the two flags. Stay between the two flags. Trusting God, full of faith and a clear conscience, doing what is right. Trusting God, this is the flag and doing what is right. Faith, trusting God, doing what is right. Timothy, continue in your faith, keep trusting God and keep your conscience clear by doing this 
you will stay between the flags, the flag of faith and the flag of conscience. Do the right thing in freedom, in adversity, whatever season, stay between the flags. This is so crystal clear. I don't know how you couldn't hear it, but God is speaking to us through His Word. You want to survive the season? You want to survive the waves? You want to survive the storms? You want to overcome the disruptive decade we find ourselves in? Stay between the flags. Come on, say it with me. Come on, everyone. You sound like the community in Australia on the beach now. In Australia, it is crucial for the communities that live there to understand this. Why? Because they don't want to see their children die before they've had a chance to live. Every household, every culture, every family in Australia raises their children with this understanding. It's not brainwashing in that sense. It's called a moral responsibility to help people stay safe. In the same way with the church, it's a moral responsible thing for me as a pastor to teach our church how to stay between the flags. And the flags are, keep trusting God, a spirit of faith, a clear conscience, do the right thing. And this is what Paul says. He says, there are some who have not done that and they have shipwrecked their faith. I've run out of time today. I've got so many amazing points. That was just a warm-up one. The others just get better and better. But I've run out of time and I run a spec time today. So the point is, um, there's a lot on, in here about the call of God. And I'll put seven down for you. I'll just quickly give you a taste. So the call of God reminds us that you were set apart for God. We are saved and called, a holy calling. The third one is the call of God keeps you useful to God in building His house. We're all called to build His house. Not some of us, not a few of us. Every single one who calls upon the name is called to build the church. You're called to add strength and health and vibrancy into the house of God. And for us who take that responsibility seriously, we create an atmosphere for those who don't know how to do that so one day they can do that. We're all learning. The fourth thing is the call of God will help you to build your life. Number five, the call of God will help you to stay hopeful for the future. And number six, the call of God can help you to help others experience God's goodness. And number seven, the call of God helps you to receive God's promises for your life. All of these, I've got scriptures for you. And if you really want to keep growing, if you really want to take this message and say, I'm going to apply that to my life, then why don't you sign up to get the notes? We send them out every week to you. But can I tell you, you will not survive this season in your faith unless you do what God has given you. You have to apply what you're learning. And that's what's going to separate those who are shipwrecked and those who are not. Shipwreck is not a judgment. It's a consequence of not taking responsibility. And one of the things that you and I have to wake up to is there is a consequence when you make poor decisions. 
If you do not have any consequence in anything you do in life, you do not become a nice human being. You become a very, very dangerous <laughs> human being because when you do not experience consequences, you are actually hurting yourself. Every parent knows this. You will do your best to help your children realize that their well-being is having a healthy understanding. There are consequences to touching hot things. There are consequences running across the road uh, when there's traffic. There are consequences, consequences. Well, there are consequences to our faith. There are consequences to making decisions. Let's establish the non-negotiables that's going to take us forward. Establish non-negotiables. Why? Because the call of God's on your life. How many people here today, you want to stay within the flags? There's always someone that says, nah, that's just too limiting. Really? Whatever God puts in your life cannot limit you. It will only release you. To say that what God gives you is going to limit you is definitely short of godly wisdom. Amen? Stay between the flags. It's a metaphor. But faith, keep trusting God. Good conscience, do the right thing with the help of the Holy Spirit. These are the things that will honour the call of God on your life. So today, would you honour the call of God on your life? Today, would you admit that the call of God's on your life? Today, would you say yes to the call on your life? Today, it's the call of God that's gonna keep you. It's the call of God that's gonna sustain you. It's the call of God that's gonna keep you moving towards His purposes for your life. It's the call of God that's gonna cause us to stand up. It's the call of God that's gonna cause us to stand out. It's the call of God. He's calling you. 